right? Love means different things. And so here's my question. When Jesus, in our passage today, in the final moments of his life, before he's about to go to the cross, when he turns to his disciples and says to love one another, what does he mean? Does he mean love one another like you love a Sour Patch Watermelon? Does he say love one another like you love your sports team? Does he say love one another like you love your spouse? What is he saying? Well, that's what I want to talk about today. That's what I want to take a look at. So go ahead, grab your Bibles, open up to John chapter 13, and we're going to be starting in verse 31 today. And the context here is, of this passage is Jesus has just gotten done washing his disciples' feet. So if you're here with us last Sunday, you heard about the story of Jesus doing this crazy thing where he gets down and he washes his disciples' feet. And unfortunately, right after that moment where Jesus washes his disciples' feet, Judas leaves the room and he heads to go and betray Jesus and get a little money for it. And so Jesus, after that moment, after Judas leaves the room, Jesus knows his time is up, so he begins what's called something that we could call either the upper room discourse, or it's sometimes known as the farewell discourse. It's John chapter 13 through John chapter 17. Basically, it's four chapters of Jesus giving his farewell to his disciples. And at the start of this discourse, he gives his disciples what he calls a new command, to love one another. So let's read from this passage today, John chapter 13, starting in verse 31. It says, as soon as Judas left the room, Jesus said, the time has come for the Son of Man to enter into his glory, and God will be glorified because of him. And since God receives glory because of the Son, he will give his own glory to the Son and he will do so at once. So what Jesus is talking about here is the son's about to die on a cross, but raised from the dead again and receive glory. Verse 33. So he turns to his disciples and he says, Dear children, I'll only be with you a little longer. And as I told the Jewish leaders, you'll search for me, but you can't come where I'm going. So now I'm giving you a new commandment. Love each other. Just as I have loved you, you should love each other. Your love for one another will prove to the world that you are my disciples. Simon Peter then asked, Lord, where are you going? And Jesus replied, you can't go with me now, but you'll follow me later. And he's talking about dying right here. Okay, so obviously the disciples aren't going to die here, but later the disciples will die for their faith. That's what Jesus is talking about. Verse 37, though, Peter says, but why can't I come now, Lord? I'm ready to die for you. And Jesus answered, die for me. I tell you the truth, Peter, before the rooster crows tomorrow morning, you will deny three times that you even know me. Let me pray for us uh, this morning. God, would you take your word today and uh, would you convict us? Convict us in the areas where we haven't loved people well. Uh, Where we haven't loved our family well, where we haven't loved our friends well, where we haven't loved others that we don't like well. Um, God, would you change us today to be people that love well? And we do that because we know how loved we are by you, God, and and maybe today that's what we need to know, is that we're deeply loved and treasured by you. 
So God, would you change us this morning through your word? And I pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. So I'm going to go back uh, to this hit song, DC Talk. Uh, put out called Love is a Verb, and because I just think there's some brilliant lyric writing, but it also gives us some idea of what Jesus is really talking about in this passage. So let's, let's go ahead and throw up like first part of some of the lyrics, okay? So it says, thinking of a way to explain, oh, because you know when I'm flowing like a bottle of Drano, okay? Bars, am I right? Straight bars. Simple and plain, L-O-V-E, ain't all that junk that you see on TV. It's a myth that there ain't no hope and love is enough if it's unconditionally given now you are living out the Great Commission. And, and I, I underlined part of the lyrics. So simple and plain, L-O-V-E, ain't all that junk that you see on TV. It's a myth that there ain't no hope. And, and really, I, this is true. That the love that our world tries to sell is really, really shallow. The love that you see on TV, in ads, in, uh, you know, in movies, love is based on, on what? It's based on physical appearance. It's based on sex. It's based on compatibility. It's based on how I feel. It's based on how the other person feels. And what they're getting at here, DC Talk, is that this is a myth that the world is trying to sell that this is what love is supposed to be, and there's no hope in this love, and there's no hope in this kind of shallow love because it isn't sturdy. All of these things change. Love based on physical appearance, well, that changes. Feelings that I have or feelings that you have change. Sex is is made out to be this like pleasurable, not that big of a deal thing instead of this beautiful creation from God, this beautiful gift he's given to those that are married. Right? And so the world has totally messed up our view of love. It's, it's corrupted this view of what real love should be. And this is not the love that Jesus is talking about here when he says to love one another. Jesus, this love that we're talking about here is the only example of real love, and that is found in a relationship with Jesus. The real example of love comes from the one who loved the right way who loved in the deepest way. John 15:13 in the same discourse here in the same teaching Jesus tells his disciples, greater love has no one than this that he lay down his life for his friends. So when we're talking about love here, we're talking about a love that is based on a love and a foundation from Jesus's love. And any love you guys have whether you have love for your friends right now or you have love for your family right now or your future spouse one day, It will never be this lasting, have hope kind of love without a strong foundation in Jesus. I promise you that. It has to be grounded in the love that Jesus gives. It has to be. Now, Jesus says, okay, now take this real example of love that I've shown you and now love one another. But how did Jesus love? How did he show these examples of love? Well, let's look at DC Talk again, shall we? Let's go to another line of lyrics. It says, Back in the day there was a man who stepped out of heaven and he walked the land. He delivered to the people an eternal choice with a heart full of love and the truth in his voice. Gave up his life so that we may live. How much more love could the Son of God give? Here is the example that we ought to be matching because love is a word that requires some action. Again, isn't this just lyrical genius, guys? It's so good, right? But lines I have underlined. He delivered to the people 
an eternal choice with a heart full of love and the truth in his voice. Love to Jesus and the way that he lived. It was both truthful and it was both full of love. Grace and truth is this idea that we're talking about here. And we see that in this passage. Jesus is very loving with his disciples. If you look at the very start of verse 33, how, how does he address his disciples? He says, dear children, which some of you may be like, that's a little demeaning. Aren't these guys adults? But that's not, during this time, that's not how it would have felt. Often rabbis and their teachers would call their students children. It was this way to explain the closeness of the relationship. It was reserved only for a rabbi and his, and his closest students. And so he's telling them here, he's like, you're, you're dear to me. I love you guys. But notice in this passage too, there's some tough truth in this passage for, for Peter specifically. Jesus tells Peter the truth. Peter's like, hey, Jesus, I, I, I want to, why can't I go with you? I'm, I'm willing to die for you. And Jesus doesn't just say, it's, it's okay, Peter. Like, you, you know, maybe you are, but we're just not going to do it this time. No, no. Jesus is right to the point with Peter. He's like, you're not going to die for me. You're going to deny me. You aren't ready to die for me yet because you're going to deny me. And here's the thing, guys. We look in this passage, he's like, man, that's harsh. But Peter, in this moment, he needed to hear truth. Because the moment that the rooster crows and Peter has denied Jesus three times at the end of John here, that's when the conviction hits. If Jesus doesn't say that in this passage here, Peter probably doesn't get it. Peter doesn't probably, at the very end of John, have this conversation with Jesus where Jesus kind of reinstates Peter, redeems Peter, and has Peter say that I love you, Jesus, three times. We don't get that moment unless Jesus is straight to the point with Peter saying, you're not ready yet. You don't love me like you should love me yet. And here's the thing, guys. Love is always truthful, even if it hurts. Love is never lying. Love is truthful. Jesus often said truthful things that ticked people off, that hurt people's feelings. But that was love. And some of us, we've, we walk into this room today and we've ignored some convictions of what Jesus is doing in our life. We've got some sin in my life that I haven't quite gotten rid of yet. Or, or we've got some ways that I'm disobeying God and I'm not walking with God right now and we've just kind of let it slide. And love, how Jesus loves us, is convicting us to say, you know what, here this Sunday, I'm going to kind of penetrate your heart to say, you're not living how you should be. You're not loving me how you should be. And so sometimes we, we think this is harsh, but really this is love, that it's truthful. What if the most loving thing that God can do for you is you sitting in a small group and your buddy in small group says, hey, you shouldn't be living like that. What if the most loving thing God can do for you is as we read scripture today, you're convicted to say, man, I, I don't really love people very well. I don't love my family very well. Oh, you know what? I live a life that kind of denies Jesus in the way that I go to school and, and don't ever live for him. Love is saying, you know what, I need to hear the truth today even if it hurts. So, if we, if we know that love comes from a foundation of Jesus, and that's the love we're talking about here, if we know that love needs to have some truth to it, needs to hurt a little bit in order to turn us around, so now what way do we love? When, when Jesus says to love one another like I've loved you, what way do we love like Jesus said? Well, let's go back to the gold mine that is DC Talk Lyrics. Okay? Let's go to the next one. So this is kind of the main verses here with this song. Words come easy, 
but don't mean much. When the words they're saying we can't put trust in, we're talking about love in a different light, and if we all learned to love, it would be just right. Hey, tell me, haven't you heard, love is a serious word. Hey, I think it's time you learned. I don't care what they say. I don't care what you heard. The word love, love is a verb. Let me tell you about one of the most nerve-wracking moments in my entire life. All right, it's probably the most nerve-wracking moment in my entire life, the moment where I felt my heart pounding the most, sweating in all the places, and uh, just generally freaking out, okay? Uh, It was the moment where Ritash and I were driving to Iowa, and I was going to grab breakfast with her dad, and I was going to ask her dad for permission to marry his daughter, okay? And and so... uh, we get there, and we, we spend the evening at, at the family's house, and the next morning, uh, we hop in her dad's truck, and we drive, and, like, I'm just, like, tr- I'm, like, freaking out. Like, I'm, like, out of breath, like, trying to talk to him, like, so nervous. And, and we get to breakfast, and, like, if you guys know me, breakfast is, like, my favorite meal of the day. It's my favorite food. And let me tell you, I could take, like, two bites, and I felt like I was going to throw up, okay? Uh, because here's the it's this big deal that you're sitting across from the guy that you're about to say, hey, I want to like take your daughter away from you and be the one that takes care of her. And like that's a, that's a big deal. That's a, that's a scary moment. Not to mention that like her dad just like, you know, I, he's just like an intimidating guy sometimes. He's, just, he's very quiet and, and controlled. And it's like, oh, you're thinking lots of things and I don't know what, right? But anyway, I, I'm sitting across and... And I, and I ask him, I'm like, uh, Mr. Garbus, I would like to marry your daughter. Uh, do I have your blessing? And, and he answers that by saying, well, let me say a few things first. I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. And he's like, I, I feel like I, I need to say these things. And this conversation I had with her dad, uh, something came out of it that I will never forget and I will always live with is some words of wisdom from him. And, and, and this is what he said. He's like, Zach, I need you to know this. Love is not a feeling. It is an action. It is a choice. Love is not a feeling. It is a choice. When you say that you're going to love my daughter, it means that you're going to choose her over and over and over. And he said, you know what? There are going to be feelings where you don't have those feelings of love. (laughs) When you get really annoyed and really frustrated, let me tell you, there are those moments, right, Tosh? We have those moments where we don't feel love for each other. But it still means that we choose one another, right? Love is choosing Ratasha even when I want to choose myself in the moment. Love is choosing to serve her by doing the dishes even though she annoyed the crap out of me just a little bit ago, right? Love is praying for her every day even when I'm really, really tired and don't want to. Love is a choice. Love is an action. It's not a feeling. Not to say that you don't have feelings, okay? Listen, butterflies are real, all right? Butterflies are real. Like the first time I asked Ratasha out, like the butterflies are there. But feelings come and go. And yet, we base a lot of our relationships with people and more importantly with God on feelings, that my love for God is based on feelings. How I worship in this space and show love to God is based on how I feel about God today. How I follow God is based on how I feel about Him. And that makes sense because the world sure bases love on feelings. 
Do you feel it or do you don't feel it? That's why when you hear of, of couples eventually getting divorced and they just say, I just fell out of love. I'm like, that's just not it. Because you know what? There are going to be times when you don't feel love, but love is a choice. It's saying, I choose to love this person. And yet, here's the thing, guys. We may not always feel love for God. You know, a lot of you, you're probably going to have feelings of anger towards God, confusion towards God, frustration, sadness, joy, all the feelings. But we can always choose Him. That's love. Love is choosing. Love, like DC Talk says, is a verb. It's an action. It's not a feeling. Because feelings come and go. It's a choice. So that's what we're talking about here when Jesus is saying to love each other. It means to choose one another. To choose, love one, to, choose to love one another even when they're frustrating you. Even when you don't like them. Even when they've bullied you, said horrible things about you. Even when it's your sibling and they're driving you absolutely insane. Love, it's not always a feeling. It is a choice. It is an action. So finally... Why should we choose to love? Why should we choose to love one another? When, when Jesus says to love one another just as I have loved you, why should I do it? Well, let's go one more time to the lyrical genius that is DC Talk. Jesus gave up his life so that we may live. How much more love could the Son of God give? Here is the example that we ought to be matching because love is a word that requires some action. Guys, here's the truth for us this morning. The greatest example of love was a choice. A choice that Jesus made to die for you and for me. Jesus chose to go to the cross to take on my sin, to take on my shame, to take on your sin, to take on your shame. And guys, I just want you to think about this. Think about the moment where you felt the most shame in your sin. Okay? or the, the feelings that you've had with that. Now take that feeling and take everyone else's feeling that they feel when we are ashamed of my sin and my brokenness and lay all of that on Jesus. And you know the weight that it feels when you're hiding something that you're ashamed of. And now let's put all of that shame of the whole world and let's put that on Jesus' shoulders. That's a tough choice to say, I'll do that. But Jesus chose. He chose to bear all of that weight so that you and I don't have to have that weight. Meaning that when you guys are walking in here today and you feel that shame, do you know that you can be free from that today? You're free from that because Jesus chose to love you, to take it from you. And we have this lie in our heads that, that says, when I walk into this space and I have this sin, I, I feel like I need to carry it. I need to feel ashamed because it's terrible. And that's just a lie. You walk into this place and you, and you hear about Jesus and, get, and that's gone. You're free from that. What if today, because of how much we know that, we chose to love every person like Jesus is talking about here, to love each other, not based on feelings, not based on how that friend treated you this past week, 
not based on anything other than the fact that they and we are deeply loved by God. And that's a hard thing to remember. We're deeply loved by God, but so are they. So is that person that you really don't want to love. What is this love Jesus is talking about? What's this kind of love that we're called to do? Well, it's this love found in all of the examples right before John 13. In the three years that Jesus loved his disciples, how did he love them? He served them like crazy. He served them. He washed their feet. He provided for them. He cared for them. He served them. Jesus gave them hard truths when they needed to hear it, especially Peter. Jesus had to say some hard truths to Peter, but he knew that Peter needed to hear that. And maybe for some of us, we need to hear the hard truth, or there's someone in my life that does need to hear the hard truth. Because that's love. Jesus also did life with them. He did every day with them. And that's the way we love others, is we do life with one another. And I can't think of a better example than what we do with our small groups. We do life together. That's a great place where you can love one another, is your small group. Something that always helps me when I struggle to love other people is to think about this. Jesus loves that person so much that he died for them too. Who am I to say that I shouldn't love them as well? That I look across the room and I look at every one of your faces and and Jesus died for every single one of you. There isn't one of you that Jesus said, ah, not that one. (laughs) Every single one of you. So I can't walk into this space and say, well, I'm not going to love them. Who am I? If the God of the universe says that he loves you, then maybe I should do the same. But I really want you to remember this today, that love is not a feeling. How we love God is not always based on how I feel in the moment. How I worship God is not always based on how I feel about God. Or what I, even like when I walk into the space and I'm like, I'm not even sure about God. That's normal, that's okay. Feelings can come and go, doubts can come and go. But loving God is always a choice. It's always an action. Love is a verb. And this love requires some action, just like what DC Talk is talking about today. So when Jesus says, love each other, just as I've loved you. But verse 35, maybe this is the most important thing we hear today. Jesus says, your love for one another will prove to the world that you are my disciples. When people look at you and how you love, that isn't based on what the world says, but it's based and rooted on what Jesus says about you and about others people are going to look and know that's a follower of Jesus. May we love like Jesus loved. Take 20 seconds and let's reflect. What's one thing you heard this morning?